0: Shri Sai Sacharitra, the wonderful life and teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, a modern rendering. Chapter nine. At the end of the last chapter. It was mentioned that the devotees who obeyed Baba's order at the time of his taking leave fared well, while those who disobeyed them suffered many a mishap. This statement will be amplified and illustrated with a few striking examples in this chapter. No Permission to Leave Shirdi Without Baba's Blessing One special peculiarity of a pilgrimage to Shirdi was that no one could leave Shirdi without Baba's permission. If he did, he invited untold sufferings. But if anyone was asked to leave Shirdi, he could stay there no longer. Baba gave certain suggestions or hints when devotees went to bid goodbye and take leave. These suggestions had to be followed. If they were not followed, accidents were sure to befall those who acted contrary to Baba's direction. A few instances are given here. Tatya ignores Baba's advice. Once Tatya was going by Tonga to the Kopragan Bazaar, he came in haste to the masjid. Pranam to Baba and said that he was going to the Kopagan Bazaar. Baba said, Don't hurry, stop a little. Go to the bazaar, but don't go out of the village. On seeing his anxiety to go, Baba immediately asked him to at least take Shama with him. Not listening to this direction, Tatya immediately drove his Tonga. One of the two horses was very active and restless. After passing the well, the horse began to run wildly and sprained its waist and fell down. Tatya was not very hurt, but was reminded of Mother Sai's direction. On another occasion, while proceeding to Kolhar village, he disregarded Baba's direction and drove in a tanga, which met with a similar accident. Consequences of Disobeying Baba's Orders One European gentleman came to Shirdi with a letter of introduction from Nana Sahib and an object in mind. He was comfortably accommodated in a tent. He wanted to kneel before Baba and kiss his hand. He tried three times to step into the masjid, but Baba prevented him from doing so. He was asked to sit in the open courtyard below and take Baba's darshan from there. Not pleased with the reception he got, he wanted to leave Shirdi at once and came to say goodbye. Baba asked him not to hurry, but to go the next day. People also requested that he follow Baba's direction. Not listening to all this, he left Shirdi in a Tonga. The horses ran fine at first, but when they passed the well, a bicycle came in front of them, which frightened them so that they started running fast. The Tonga was turned upside down, and the gentleman fell and was dragged for some distance. He was immediately rescued, but had to go and stay in the Kokogon Hospital for the treatment of his injuries. Because of such experiences, everyone learned the lesson that those who disregarded Baba's instructions were met with accidents in one way or another, and those who obeyed them were safe and happy. Why Baba Begged Now to return to the question of begging, mendicancy. A question may arise in the minds of some that if Baba was such a great person, God, in fact, why should he have to use a begging bowl his whole life? This question may be considered from two standpoints. First, we must ask, who are the people who have the right to live by the begging wall? Our shastras say that those who have become free from the three main desires of children, wealth, and fame are fit to live by begging alms. They cannot make cooking arrangements and eat at home. The duty of feeding them rests on the shoulders of householders. Baba was neither a householder nor a hermit. He was a renunciate from boyhood. His firm conviction was that the universe was his home. He was a lord Vasudev, the supporter of the universe and the imperishable Brahman so he had the full right to use a begging bowl. The second consideration is from the standpoint of the five sins and their atonement. In order to prepare food, the householders have to go through five actions, pounding, grinding, washing pots, sweeping and cleaning, and lighting hearths. These processes cause the destruction of small insects and creatures, which causes householders to incur karma. In order to atone for this, our shastras provide six kinds of sacrifice. brahma an offering to Brahma, Vedadhyana, study of the Vedas, pitra Yagna, an offering to the ancestors, deva Yagna, an offering to the gods, Bhuta-yajna, an offering to beings, manusha atitya Yagna, an offering to men or uninvited guests. If these sacrifices are done, the mind is purified, which helps people to get knowledge and self-realization. By going from house to house, Baba reminded the residents of their sacred duty. Fortunate were the people who got the lesson from Baba at their home. Devotees experience giving offerings to Baba Now to return to another interesting subject. Lord Krishna has said in the Bhagavad Gita, Whosoever devoutly offers a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water to me, of that pure-hearted person, I accept that heartfelt offering. In Baba's case, if a devotee really longed to offer something to him but forgot, Baba reminded him about the offering and made him present it. Baba then accepted it and blessed the devotee. A few instances are given here. The Tarkad family experience. Baba Saheb Tarkad was a staunch devotee of Sai Baba. His wife and son loved Baba equally, even more so, perhaps. He suggested that his wife and son go and spend the son's vacation in Shirdi. But the son was unwilling to go and leave his home in Bandra, as he thought that the worship of Sai Baba's portrait in his home would not be properly attended to. Although it was not his father's predilection to worship Baba's picture, he promised to do so exactly as the son was doing. So mother and son left for Shirdi one Friday night. The next day, Mr. Tarkod got up early, took his bath, and before proceeding with the puja, prostrated himself before the shrine and said, Baba, I am going to perform this puja exactly as my son has been doing, but please don't let it be a mere drill. After he performed the puja, he offered a few pieces of sugar as naivedya, an offering, which was then distributed at lunchtime. That evening and again on Sunday, everything went well the following monday also went well mr tarcott who had never performed puja like this in all his life felt great confidence in himself that everything was going quite satisfactorily according to the promise he gave to his son on tuesday he performed the morning puja as usual and left for work when he came home at lunchtime he found that sugar prasad was not distributed with the meal. He asked the cook, who told him that no offering was made that morning and that he had completely forgotten to perform that part of the puja. After hearing this, Mr. Tarkad left his seat and prostrated himself before the shrine. He expressed his regret and at the same time chided Baba about the lack of guidance to do exactly what his son had done. Then he wrote a letter to his son, stating the facts, and requested him to lay it before Baba's feet and ask his pardon for his neglect. This happened in Bandra at Tuesday noon. At about the same time, when the Noon Arti was just about to commence in Shirdi, Baba said to Mrs. Tarcott, Mother, I have been to your house in Bandra looking for something to eat. I found the door locked. Somehow I entered inside and I found to my regret that Mr. Tarcott had left nothing for me to eat. So I returned from there without eating anything. She did not understand but the son understood that there was something wrong with the puja in his home and asked Baba's permission to go home. Baba refused, but allowed him to perform the puja there. The son then wrote a letter to his father, stating all that had taken place in Shirdi and implored his father not to neglect the puja at home. Both these letters crossed each other and were delivered to their respective parties the next day. Is this not astonishing? Baba is All-Knowing. All creatures are one with me. I am roaming in their forms. He who sees me in all creatures is my beloved. let us now take up the case of mrs Tarkad. she offered three things roasted eggplant eggplant fried in ghee and sweetmeat let us see how baba accepted them once mr pundare a great devotee of baba started for shirdi with his family Mrs. Tarkod went to Mrs. Pundare and gave her two eggplants and requested that when she went to Shirdi to prepare roasted eggplant, eggplant and ghee, and sweetmeat and serve them to Baba. After reaching Shirdi, Mrs. Pundare went to the masjid with her dish of roasted eggplant, just as Baba was about to start his meals. Baba found the eggplant very tasty, so he distributed it to everyone and said that now he wanted eggplant fried in ghee. Word was sent to Radhakrishna Mai that Baba wanted eggplants. She was in a fix as it was not the season for eggplants. How to get eggplants? An inquiry was made about who brought the eggplant and it was found that Mrs. Pundere was also entrusted with serving eggplant with ghee. Then everybody understood the significance of Baba's inquiry about eggplants with ghee and was wonderstruck by his all-pervasive knowledge. In December 1915, Govind Balaram Mankar, wanted to go to Shirdi to perform funeral rites for his father. Before he left, he came to see Mr. Tarkat. His wife wanted to send something with him to Baba. She searched the whole house but found nothing except a sweetmeat that had already been an offering to God. The boy, Govind, was in mourning. Even so, out of great devotion to Baba, She sent the sweetmeat with him, hoping that Baba would accept it and eat it. Govind went to Shirdi and saw Baba, but forgot to take the sweetmeat with him. Baba simply waited. When Govind again went to Baba in the afternoon, he went without the sweetmeat. Baba could wait no longer and asked him directly, ''What did you bring for me?'' Nothing was a reply. Baba asked him again. The same reply came forth. Then Baba asked him, At the time of your starting, didn't Mrs. Tarkod give some sweetmeat to you to give to me? The boy then remembered. He felt embarrassed, asking Baba's pardon, then ran to his lodging and brought the sweetmeat to give to Baba. As soon as Baba got it in his hand, he put it into his mouth and gulped it down. And so, the devotion of Mrs. Tarkod was recognized and accepted. In this case, it was proven that, as men believe in me, so do I accept them. Baba is fed through all mouths. Once, Mrs. Tarcot was staying in cheery. At noon, meals were ready and dishes were being served when a hungry dog turned up and began to cry. Mrs. Tarcott immediately got up and threw a piece of bread, which the dog gulped with great relish. In the afternoon, when she went to the masjid, Baba said to her, Mother, you have fed me sumptuously. My pranas have been satisfied. Always act like this and you will remain in good standing. Sitting in this masjid, I shall never ever speak untruth. Take pity on me like this. First give bread to the hungry and then eat yourself. Note this well. At first she could not understand the meaning of what Baba said. So she replied, Baba, how could I feed you? I am dependent on others and receive my food from them. Then Baba replied, Eating that lovely bread, I am completely content and I'm still belching. The dog that you saw before your meal and to which you gave the piece of bread is one with me all creatures are one with me. I am roaming in their forms. He who sees me in all these creatures is my beloved. So abandon the sense of duality and distinction and serve me as you did today. Drinking these nectar-like words, she was moved. Her eyes were filled with tears. Her throat was choked and her joy knew no bounds. See God in All Beings See God in All Beings is the moral of this chapter. The Upanishads, Gita, and the Bhagavat all urge us to perceive God or divinity in all creatures. By the example given at the end of this chapter and others too numerous to mention, Baba practically demonstrated to us how to put the Upanishad teachings into practice. In this way, Baba stands as the best exponent or teacher of the Upanishad doctrines. Pranams to Sri Sai, Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satyaritra The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba Edited and narrated by Monica Panaconda For more content like this online please go to Divinelineage.org SaiFamily.org and PeaceFires.org To learn more about Monica please go to monicapinaconda.org